0: And Hello, everybody. In the nick of time, Tom flies in the door. Hello, Adrian. He thought I wasn't going to make the show. I am here. I am Tom Chenault. This is my little boy, Adrian, and we have a show for you today that you're in love because I love this woman. I met her on Clubhouse. She is deep. She is smart, and she is fun. She is everything you're not. Yeah, she's got four (laughs) grandkids Grandkids running out of her ears. She is a marathoner. A half marathoner, a 10Ker, a 5Ker, a hundred yard dasher, and just an incredible, incredible example of how you want to be when you grow up, which is all family, all the time, and still being able to make a living doing it. I love
1: her, don't you? Love her to death, and she has the patience of a saint, which I love even more about
0: her. Why? Because this is take two, and we totally totally messed her up the first time. How are you, Susan?
2: I'm fabulous. I'm so glad we can hear each other
0: today. That was so crazy the last time. That's never happened.
1: Has it it ever happened? No. That particular flavor of technological meltdown has never happened.
0: Yeah. (laughs) It's always
2: a first time for everything, right? That's right.
0: That's right. (laughs) So what's going on with you? Tell people a little bit. I mean, I love you. I met you on Clubhouse. You said profound things. You've written this book called The Lemonade Diet, which is really really cute i love your website all the different ways to make lemonade but you know that's kind of like life turning you know lemons into lemonade and i love you and let's talk about that a little bit who are you
2: absolutely well first of all it was really cool to get to meet you on clubhouse so good things came out of covid and i am the lemonade girl right and i always look for the silver linings and uh, my book was actually published right when covid happened so my yeah. whole book tour got canceled and uh, luckily though, we got to meet on clubhouse. So there was definitely silver linings there, but uh, yeah, I decided i have been with a network marketing company, the particular one that I'm with for nine and a half years. And I really realized that people struggled with this,
0: <laughs> yeah, with their
2: mindset and that's really what it boils down to that I, I think, Network marketing is fabulous, but, and, and not just network marketing is the business, but the clients that I coach, the roadblock is always right up here. So it was important for me to write my book because it's all the things that have happened in my life. And some of them were pretty huge that I had to overcome. And, you know, people that know me today, well, you know, like you say, I'm this marathon runner, ultra marathon runner, but, um, you know, it, it wasn't always easy. It, it I didn't grow up as an athlete so i just kind of wanted to share that with people that it's you've got to overcome these obstacles and the the more you do the stronger you become and the better you are and i would never think that i would be in the position i am today to be have this huge network marketing organization and be able to kind of live the life of my dreams
0: it's awesome so that's pretty cool right there so Would it be safe to say that first you changed you, then you changed it in your in, you know, I I talk about all the time. I haven't had a drink in 32 years. Uh, I got into network marketing, kicking and screaming. And the tipping point on both of those wasn't all the evidence that I should stop drinking or that I should do network marketing. It was that gift of desperation where there was no place else to turn. And I had to figure it out for myself. Is that kind of what happened to you?
2: Yeah, so uh, when I was 16, my dad died, and it was a sudden heart attack, and I, our family didn't have a lot of money, and then when he died, there was not a lot of hope either because he was the breadwinner <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he wasn't making a lot of money to begin with, and uh, sort of anything that I kind of ever thought might happen just went out the window, and it was sort of... Uh, divide and conquer survival of the fittest and I got married when I was 17
0: to the yeah. guy who you now no no okay. he actually
2: he actually died several years ago and we we were divorced for a long time but um, he was um, he was older than me and uh, yeah that's another whole story that I don't know that I should get into here today but yeah he was he was my teacher actually yeah. It came along right
0: right at the right time for where you were, but it ended up not being where you needed to be in your life, correct?
2: No, it wasn't. And, you know, here's the thing, Tom. I I really believe this wholeheartedly. People get into something. I don't care what it is, whether you get a degree in something, whether you're married to someone, whether you're in a career, whether you're in a home. People, you know, get to wherever they are and then they feel like they have to, uh, they, they invested whatever into it. And so they stay and that's where I see so many people that are miserable. They're not happy where they are, but they figure this is where I am. This is where I've landed. And I'm of the mindset that, um, you know, like use it as a stepping stone and get, get better, you know, get smarter. And, um, you know, looking back, if we were still, I have a daughter who's beautiful. I have seven grandchildren, so I don't regret it for a minute, but it just wasn't where I should be in my life.
0: Don't you have four kids?
2: I have four kids, but I have seven grandchildren.
0: I know, but you only mentioned the one daughter. Those three other kids are watching right now going, what the hell happened, Mom?
2: (laughs) Mom. So, no, I have one daughter from that marriage. Oh, okay, So I have my other other three children who are awesome. Two of them are in my network marketing business, which is so cool. And then the other one um, is an aspiring country musician.
1: Wow. All right. Well, we yeah. want to hear more about the kids and doing business with the kids. And I'm a big country music fan, so I want to hear about that one too. But yeah. before we go there, I want to, I, I think you said something really profound of, you know, especially, goodness, it's such a young age to have, you know, to have married this man, to have kind of, you know, you've made a life, you have made, you know, theoretically irrevocable decisions or whatever. And now you find yourself in this place where that wasn't, the right place for you and feeling this sense of like, I'm stuck. And so talk about that process of realizing that you didn't have to stay stuck in that place and going back in order to move forward again.
2: Yeah, I I don't really know how it happened. I'm sort of stubborn and um, my, my best friend and my upline in my aesthetics business calls me a bucker says, you are a Bucker. And (laughs) I am a Bucker. So it's not that I'm not easy to get along with, because I am very easy to get along with. I love people. I'm a good listener. And I'm easy to get along with, but I know what I want. And I think losing my dad at such a young age, he was 49 years old. And I, it really made me realize that there's no point in in doing something you're unhappy with and sticking it out. And I'm not a quitter either. I will go through the hard times. It's not that, but there's always more. I hate to see people that are in this miserable place and they just, they, they feel so invested in it. So for me, I I just think it's my personality that I didn't, I I wasn't happy. I tried, it didn't work and I have no regrets. Like I said, I have this beautiful family. And if I had to go back and do it all over again, I do it the exact same way. And that's how we get to be successful. We make mistakes and we learn from them and we grow and you know, part of the process.
1: That's, That's very, very well said. And so you said you've been in your current network network marketing company for nine and a half years. Is that your was that your first company that you joined, or did you try a couple of other things before getting plugged in in your long term home?
2: So I'm an I'm an entrepreneur because I felt like I had no other choice. I didn't go to college. <laughs> I didn't go to college, and I worked at jobs where I never felt paid what I was worth. And even places that I worked for, I, I waitressed and bartended and managed a restaurant. And I thought, get out of my way. I could run this whole place, right? I yeah. didn't have an education <laughs> for it, but I still never felt that. So I, I did a few different things. I owned a bakery for many years. I'm an excellent baker. I made no money. I mean, I made money, but
1: <laughs> I that's left there. That's
2: <laughs> Yeah, that's not, that's not. Um, I owned a house cleaning business and when I was introduced to it was a direct sales company that I worked with, which is much different from network marketing because direct sales, you really still are trading time for money. You're carrying products in and and if you don't do a, a show or a party or whatever you want to call it, you're not making any money. And even as a leader and I was actually a top leader in that company. The leadership money was it was paltry. It really was. And it it, but the cool thing about it was it it I had something to base off of when I saw network marketing, it was like a pinball machine. (laughs) I just was so (laughs) you know, I was here, I was there. (laughs) Yeah, that's exactly what it was like. <laughs> da-ding, da-ding, da-ding. I, I don't think I slept for the first two years. And I was super excited about it and super excited for the possibility of what it could mean for me. Because we we always worked hard, but we we always worked hard. And we weren't always compensated. We have an organic farm. My husband's a stonemason. We, we are entrepreneurs. I've had very few, you know, very little of my life has been sort of working for someone else. And uh, when I saw this opportunity, I said, you know, residual income, like, what is that? What is that? Are you kidding me? And it really, really changed my life. And I'm so passionate about it because I've had a couple times during my network marketing career that I've not been able to work. I was in the hospital once for a couple of weeks and um, I had a, an accident. And so, but I guess what? <sighs> I still got paid <laughs> and my organization still grew without me. So, yeah, it's 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 a dream come true for me when I you know, people that know me that look at my life and gosh, this poor little girl was 16 and her dad died and she ended up getting married and and now I'm where I am. It's incredible.
0: All right, we love you. This is this is she adorable enough. I knew this was going to be the show. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I just had a sense that you guys were going to love her. We do. We're going to take a little break. We're on the Genesis Communication Network. Thank you, Ted Anderson. I don't know why you've been so kind to us for all these years, but if you're listening on the radio, make sure that you go to Susan, V is in Virgil, that's my middle name, Wheeler.com and take a look at this woman because she is all of it and a bag of chips. We'll be right back. Hi, Adrian. All right. I so like fun. this woman? Yeah, absolutely. Love How about all name? these people? John Milton Fogg. <laughs> I cannot believe he's up from his grandfather nap and watching this. He's a legend out there
1: absolutely
0: (laughs) and he said "Beware of older men that made me laugh
1: yeah i know so (laughs) really really quick i want to talk about connections and relationships so we're we're on the sort of commercial part of the show we're going to talk contact mapping but this show is awesome so for those of you watching live with us hit that share button tag somebody in the comments that needs to come and join us and let's let's really blow this thing out because i just think this is going this has already been a really fun conversation and it's only going to get more so And so Susan, I I wanna talk a little bit about contact mapping and just the power of connection. So how has that shown up for you in your entrepreneurial career and in your network marketing career?
2: I'll tell you Adrian, connection, am I, can you hear me? Yeah. Okay, connection is everything. And when I am starting out with someone I, I like to know do are they are they well connected? Because I've, I feel like I've spent my whole um, life making connections with people. And you know, being a waitress actually was really cool because I got to know people. I got to know what they liked. I got to know what they didn't like. And I was actually a really good waitress because I'm a good listener. And so for me, learning about people, helps you serve them better. And whether you're waitressing and serving them, you know, a chimichanga (laughs) and a margarita, or whether you're serving them in life. And I I think that it's important. I, I don't, I think enough people don't really listen or pay attention. And I don't know why that is, but I think if you can and you do, you can really, really succeed in any kind of business. People want to feel valued and heard and remembered.
0: There's a guy named Rick Walker. Rick Cox wants to know what a chimichanga is. <laughs> <laughs> that is absolutely...
2: It's a deep fried burrito. Oh, is it? Well, good. You didn't wor- know.
0: That's awesome. All uh, right. You
2: didn't know. I used to work in a Mexican
1: restaurant. I, obviously. All right. Keep going. <laughs> that was really a uh, helpful interjection. Thank, Thank you, you so much. I'm so
2: glad we got that out of the way. Uh, but was you're good. listening. There you go. Serving dude. our, our question serving. on the tip of
1: everyone's tongue. Right. Thank you. <laughs> keep going. <laughs> but I think you're so right. You know, so few people were, we're so caught up in figuring out what's the the next thing to say to try to look smart or to try to move you know to try to manipulate the conversation because you know that I've got to get you know I got to get them to say yes enough times that they're going to say yes to my opportunity or whatever cornball thing somebody told you along the way that just totally repels people when the real solution is so much simpler which is just to love people to figure out what they want to buy and then to sell that to them right Susan?
2: Absolutely. And I've learned, I sort of learned that just through life in general. And I'm going to share a little story. So several years back, I took my husband, uh, we call him red suspenders, on a fishing trip because he loves to fish. So we chartered this boat, just the two of us. And the captain talked to me the entire time. He didn't ask one question about me, okay? Or my husband. He was just, you know, telling us all about everything. And when we finished, uh, when we stepped on shore, he said, "You two were so wonderful. I can't wait to see you again." And I'm stepping on shore thinking, "I'm never going out on <laughs> boat with this guy again. Yeah, <laughs> ever." And and so I think that if we just sort of look around in our daily life and figure things out, what what makes us feel good and what doesn't, and then take that and translate it into our business it can be so powerful so it really that i already knew this but that was a real eye-opener for me when when you uh, and i was loving on him by listening right so he he just thought we were amazing
0: that's a fact but
2: i didn't feel valued
0: right? amen to that i happen to be today all right contactmapping.com make sure that you go there take a look it will change your life. it's free we're coming back And we are back. It's Tom Chenault and Susan Wheeler and my little boy, Adrian. I told you you were going to love her. She's the best, man. Yeah. And what she's doing is important because she's showing everybody that you can come from a really, really bad start change everything with the help of a lot of people around you, her. And then all of a sudden start changing other people's lives with her example. That's why we, I I fell in love with her on clubhouse. I knew she was our girl. She's written this incredible book. Where do they go buy the lemonade diet?
2: Well, you can go to my website, which you showed, and it's also on Amazon. Can I hold it
0: up? Yeah. Heck yeah. Of course. Yeah. It's actually, I, it's beautiful. I love (laughs) it. It's not wrapped around an isogenic shake. (laughs) No, it's not. And, it has
2: not. and it has nothing to do with a diet. To, you All right. Know, that's very people cool. Think, people think it's a diet, but it's.
1: Yeah, yeah no, that's, the, it, that is actually, and I'm glad you said that. Cause I like at a really quick pass, I was like, Oh, it's a diet book. Okay. Well, we'll figure out how to talk about that. And then I went and I read the back and I was like, Oh, okay. This is a totally different kind of thing. And so talk, talk about how you, I know you alluded to it, but talk about the name and talk about why that idea of turning lemons into lemonade is so important
2: okay so this is a great question and my son and i went back and forth i love to see you two together by the way because i think when we get to work with our kids it's there's really nothing oh, yeah, there's nothing like it so my son actually wrote a book last year as well and we were well in 2019 it was published in 2020 so we wrote our books together And when I told him the title of my book, he said, Oh, mom, that's kind of misleading. I said, No, it's not. We have an organic farm. I work with a health and wellness company. I'm an athlete. And I feel that that You know, I mean, my people that know me know I'm in the nutrition business, so that made sense. But I'm also in the mindset business because I don't care what kind of diet you want to put someone on. If they can't wrap their head around it, forget about it. And that's where people fail. It's not the I don't know, I'll say something like the cabbage soup diet or whatever, like (laughs) any any one of those things would probably work. But people mentally. talk themselves out of the game. So what I realized, not just with helping people get fit or whatever, but helping people just in life, what was holding them back. And it was stuff that happened 100 years ago. And, you know, and I'm exaggerating, but you know, when we were kids, I mean, I lost my dad. That could have been, the my life could have gone a whole different way. I call it door number door number three, you know, remember, let's make a deal. <laughs> and then you choose the door and you get the goat and the bale of hay and you're like, oh, you know, I live in the city, what am I gonna do with this? <laughs> and uh, so I could have at any point chosen the wrong way. And sure, I've gone, I've had to make some detours along the way, but I've had some major Things happen in my life. Um, For example, I had a terrible accident. I shattered my pelvis, I broke my ribs, I broke my back. It took me a year to walk again. And six years later, I became a runner. I was never a runner before that. So I like to show and then people will say and I understand people have limitations. And I don't think everyone should be out there running. Don't get me wrong. But I think that we should take our limitations and test them and sort of challenge them and and look at them and say well what can i do and and i i really believe that the only reason anyone is failing is 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 inside themselves because they won't allow themselves to win they they tell themselves that story and that's where they that's where they stay
0: yeah, we label ourselves, and you're 100% right, and all of you. And no, Rick, she's not going to call it the chimichanga diet. I could. I don't understand it. So here we go. The name of the game is you've got to blast through why not and get to why. Why you're going to do anything, and if you can do that, crazy stuff happens and all of you have got that kind of win in you if you'll just decide to grab the bull by the horns I mean you you had to re you had you had to reinvent your life on a trajectory that was unbelievable you stepped off that and jumped all the way back down to the bottom and started over for a very very intellectual college graduate I'm gonna say a couple of things that he might not like no at the end of the day. <laughs> tightly wound kid. He was, I mean, for him to jump off that ladder took unbelievable courage. I mean, in you had a plan and a path, and you said this is not going to get me where I want to go in my life with my like her, with my family, with my kids, with my I'm in love with you, Adrian. I you're like a son to me. (laughs) Take us to the break.
1: All right. We're going to the break right now?
0: Yeah. All right. All right. We're at the break.
1: you are the world's worst host we'll be right back after this stay tuned
0: <laughs> i flustered myself so much i didn't even i looked at that clock. you guys
2: are so funny where am i
0: who am i i had a right totally bl- a big blank oh, don't goodness. you guys love her and how about all the hey cox give it up on the chimichangas all right okay good what all right so i Sim- don't think i've talked about a chimichanga in years I
2: know, so i'll
0: know. T- have t- to oh use that man. line more what's often? a great word go to
1: susanvwheeler.com forward slash chimichanga
0: mark victor hansen's wife was on <laughs> mark victor hansen's wife was on this show and she's like old oh, and she goes, I'd never had a mango. And I just, I could not get that out of my head. So they're trying to talk about their new book. And I cannot get off the fact that a woman at that age had never had a mango. So it was a little bit like the chimichanga thing. And uh, very cute. I, I love me. Go ahead.
2: Watch the st- sales of chimichanga skyrocket. Oh, yeah. You're
1: going to change it. Yeah, buy, buy chimichanga futures. That's, that's the <laughs> investment tip of the day. <laughs> oh, my uh, gosh. All right. So. I want to ask you, I loved that story about you having been a waitress, having been a great waitress and how that has a lot of lessons that I think apply, you know, any service job, any job that's dealing with people early in life can translate so powerfully into your network marketing career. And so talk about your, what, what's your recommendation or how do you go about building great connection in your network marketing business?
2: That's a great question question. And I love answering it because all I do is collect friends. I collect friends wherever I go, whatever I do. I do not I'm not one of those uh, network marketers that here comes Susan duck down the other aisle, they're going to hide from me. I have friends that don't that don't use my products. But I collect friends wherever I go. And this is a cool story, I was in in Vegas. I had run a marathon up in Washington state and then took about a week and a half to drive down the coast. I'd never been down the West coast before I'd been to California, but I'd never gone through Oregon. It was just beautiful. We visited the wineries. Then we got to California. My son was living there at the time we flew to Vegas and now we're at our conference and we're having a fun for a few days before the conference. And there were a couple people I noticed they were Someone was taking their picture and I had a Cosmo in me, I'll admit it. And I got behind the people I walked by and I, I photobombed them. <laughs> so then I stood back and waited for those people to look at the picture. Cause I want to see if they look good enough. They need another one. They saw me photobombing clearly like smiling, photobombing in the background. And there I am laughing long story short, that woman joined my isogenics business. Not then, not then and there, and I shouldn't say but not then and there, but um, down the road, we became friends, we became friends. She tagged me in the picture and found out what I did. And yeah, so that's how, the, I, I just collect friends and that's, I don't worry about the outcome.
1: Yes, that's so great. And that's exactly it, right? You, you interjected fun and spontaneity into their life you didn't immediately go into, I, now, now you're talking to me, I'm going to, you know, have a sample or, you know, whatever crazy thing that, you know, just be a human being, have some fun, you know, go and be a little crazy, you know, what an, what an amazing thing that your business actually grows by doing fun and crazy things that make people go, well, what the heck is this person all about? And you turn that into a friendship. And then eventually they want to be a part of what you're doing because they want to have fun like that too. Right?
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think people want to be around people that are, that are upbeat and fun and like-minded. And I really believe people don't even care what you do. They just want to do what you do. Yeah. You know, so uh, I've had people say that to me. I don't know what you do, but want to hang around with you. <laughs> What's it going to take?
1: That's it. I, if you do, if someone says that or feels that way, you've done something right. Because that is the definition of their joining you and trusting you to, to lead them to something good. But it's not about the thing that you're leading them to. It's about you. They want to go on the journey with you. That's so well said.
2: I just think we have to make life fun, right? Everything we do, fun. I I, I like to say that I scatter joy.
1: There we go. All right. right. Go okay. to contactmapping.com free. You can go and see how to do this and how to remember people. So you have that photo bombing moment that leads to those next three or four touches that leads
0: to the great thing. We're coming back to the show. And we're back. It is Tom Chenault and it is the Network Marketing Leadership Show sponsored by chimichanga.com and hopefully you're all having the most phenomenal day you've ever had in your life and i love all of you and it's fun and she just said she hit the nail on the head when having fun has got to be primary stop taking yourself so seriously hip slick and cool is massively overrated if she were to walk into a coffee shop and say you know i've run 40 marathons half marathons 5k's 10k's Everybody's going, well, that's not duplicatable. And then she shows you that smile and she looks you in the eye and says, I love you and does a photo bomb. At that moment, she's gone from this non-duplicatable marathoner to this wonderful human being that just cares about the person across the table. I happen to believe that that's the secret to life. Love like crazy, then love more. How about
1: you? I, well, you you inspired me. Unfortunately, the cost of entry is expensive, but go, so I went to GoDaddy as he said that. Chimichanga.com is available for the low, low price of $34,999. <laughs>
0: okay. Good, See, good we're on.
2: onto something. We're <laughs> onto something.
0: How about try Rick Cox's at Chimichanga.com? I think that was probably Free. Like, Quite a bit cheaper. All I right. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: They're going to pay <laughs> They're
0: going to pay us to take that. All right. You got it. That
1: is it. Okay. So I want to, I want to go deeper into we, this is our longer, longer segment, so we can go a little deeper here. So I want to dig into your journey in your network marketing career. And I want to talk, and I want you to weave in your kids coming in and and participating and becoming part of that business with you. So you, you were in a direct selling business prior to that. You got hold of the networking network marketing model. And what did that look like for you in the early days?
2: So in the early days, I I felt a little bit like I was starting over that initially when I heard about it, I thought, oh, gosh, you know, starting from zero again, because I had given up my whole team and walked away from that other company. And this was not waiting for me. So I had about a year and a half to two years in between and I wanted to really work with people because I felt that a passion and a calling for that. I became a wellness coach. I got certified because I was just really interested in, in helping people become better and so this came along and it just aligned with every single thing I believed in and but So my son, who I knew would be amazing, was, he looked at this, he liked the products and he was cool with it, but it was kind of like a network marketing company for soccer moms was his feeling. And at the time we didn't have young people. There were some, but there wasn't anybody. It wasn't like a big, a big thing. So... He joined, so he was in and he was out. And when he was out one time, he actually joined a different company. he called to tell me, I think I was in Boston or something, or I would have strangled him and the story would have a different ending here. (laughs) But I was far enough away that I was able to calm down. and, And then I just realized, and this is important, you can take a lot of lessons away from this one. Of course, he's my son, so I wasn't going to strangle him. I had put... I invested a lot in this kid. (laughs) (laughs) So I said, but what I did, I I said, I'm gonna love him where he's at because if this other thing takes off for him, great. I want him to be successful. And if it doesn't, I'm still here, Uh, you know, he can still come. So he still had a position. He wasn't doing anything with it. And so he kind of went back and forth. The other company, of course, went to the wayside for him and he was slowly building. So, all through college, he did not need a job because he had enough money coming in, residual income, and it wasn't, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars. But for a college kid, a lot of his friends sure. were bouncing, delivering wings or whatever, he was able to study. And when he graduated, uh, about a week before graduation, he said, Mom, I'm moving to Florence, Italy. What? <laughs> Yeah, that's what I said. (laughs) I was kind of excited that he was going to come home and we were going to get to hang out for a little bit. But his network marketing company allowed him to move to Italy. And here's the other cool thing. So some people get into network marketing and they do amazing things and other people get in, and it's just enough, it, it fills the gaps for them. And some people get in, and it allows them to pursue other things that they want to do. So he was able to go and live in Florence for nine months, he got it, he had a free place to live, he worked um, for a travel company, um, busing travel abroad students, etc. And so but no one could believe that this kid, he was always top sales in that company, but he was never, he never sweat it because he had a residual income coming in. So I really loved working with the younger people too, because he was really able to show people that, that couldn't, because now he was doing it himself. And so he came home and, hit it hard and, um, you know, became the for three years, like top 10 income earner um, in our in the age group and the younger people in the company, and really, really made an impact. And for me, like I say, with you two watching you together, I love that. Because a lot of times, you know, we have a few years between us that that you know we can't see. It's you know different, but it was he, we could help each other. I could help him, and he could help me, and we worked together and built a phenomenal team of young people too.
0: That's so exciting. I don't
2: know. I kind of got off on track no, here, good. but
0: no, that's <laughs> important. You said something pretty profound earlier. The photo bomb story. So, you were in a restaurant there were all kinds of people. You jumped in between, did the photo bomb deal. And then you said, ultimately she joined my business, but she didn't join right then. And what 99% of the people do is they meet the person, they photo bomb them in the restaurant, they throw up on them with the opportunity. The people hate you and hate network marketing as a result of it. And nobody ever sees anybody again. But what you did was you developed that relationship. She fell in love with you because she knew you were a wild woman. And when the time was right for you to have a powerful conversation with you, her, about what you do, you were able to do that because she could actually hear you versus what 99% of people would have blown it at hello. Just, that was really funny. I'm a network marketer. Boom, boom, boom. And it would have been dead. You developed the relationship. And I just, I keyed on that because that's what professionals do, Right.
2: Absolutely, and I've seen your wife, Tom. She's absolutely gorgeous, and I bet you dated her for a little bit. You probably didn't get married right away, right? She thought I was gay. First day. She
0: she truly thought (laughs) I was perfect because I'm
2: even better because you were so cool and fun.
0: if you want to catch a mouse, you have to think like a cheese. And she had all these guys where I'm I'm 15 years older than her. And these guys had money and they had looks and they had exuberance and virility and all the things I didn't have. So as a result, I was against the wall, but she loved that little six-year-old kid more than air in in her lungs. And she dated all those guys, and she just tossed them in the lake because they were after her, not it, the whole family package. And I focused on little Dominic, and that won the lottery, man. And we've been together 22 years and watched Dominic and Adrian and Courtney grow up, and the rest is history because I wasn't the other guys. I loved her for who she was and what she wanted out of her life. And all of you need to do that. She's right. You are absolutely right.
2: It it really is true. Like I said, I gather friends and people do business with people they know, like, and trust. And I bet you right now we could pick up our phones and call somebody and ask them for anything, pretty much anything, and they would do it for someone, a good friend, right? So when you, so I I guess I looked at it, I'd been in business before. I do a lot of charity events in our town. I do. I do all kinds of things. And through all the different things I've done, I've just collected friends just for no particular reason. I never thought, gosh, when I turn 50, I'm going to start a network marketing business and I'm going to go to the top and all these people, it never, there was never an agenda. I just truly loved people. I loved meeting people and we just sort of, so when I did start my network marketing business, it was pretty easy for me to go from point eight, you know, 0 to 60. Yeah. So I, I, that's kind of how, I think that's just how it works in general.
0: I'm going to tell you how you did it so you know how you did it. Okay. And we call it the BLTSs. And B-L-T-S-S. What are, BLTSs. Like a BLT sandwich? Like, oh, blood,
2: okay. Yeah.
0: Sandwiches. People will, you know, and, and especially in this stage of age, everybody's joining with a click and leaving with a click. And then you meet people like Susan. And these people are with her for life because they're her friends. Because they have the, she's got the BLTSs with those people. They know they belong in her tribe. Even if they don't fit in, they belong. That's the B. They know she loves them. That's the L. They know they can trust her. That's the T. And they know they're safe with her. And that's the S. And every one of you out there trying to figure out why people, especially your family members, aren't joining your business. It's because one of those four things are missing in the relationship. And if you uncover that, discover that and discard that, and all of a sudden just look them in the eye and say, you know what? I really, really want to know what ticks with our relationship not on my business side, but us as human beings, because I love you. And there's something in the space that you don't feel that connection to me. And that's that coffee shop interview and the contact mapping that he's got. All of a sudden, you guys are going to be able to wrap your hands on that separation. They're going to have permission to tell you what gives and what's missing in those four. And all of a sudden, miracles are going to happen before your very eyes. Am I wrong or am I right?
2: I I have not seen this before. I absolutely love it. And it makes so much sense because it's simple. And like you said, if one of those are missing, you're, you know, it's having a flat tire.
0: They're going to sign up, but they're going to leave at the next available opportunity, but you have the four, I promise you those people are with you for life. And that's what it takes in this business, right?
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I say I collect friends, but having this, I, I wrote it down. I'm never going to forget it.
1: <laughs>
0: I love it. All right. Well, we're going to take a break here in about 45 seconds. What do you think of her?
1: Yeah, I, I love it. I love everything that you stand for, Susan. And I think there's just such a resonance there. And so make sure you go to Susan V. Wheeler. V as in Virgil. Um, v as in Virgil uh, dot in com during the break. And Get a hold of this Lemonade Diet book. Get a hold of what Susan is up to because you're going to want to plug into who she's about. I I really, really believe that. So and the world
0: needs more people like her at the top. The world needs more people like you at the top, where you're going with your heart, not your head, where you're working for them and not for you. If you can get that, you win at this thing. We are living proof of that. We'll be back right after this on the Network Marketing Leadership Show. Now, that was a killer segment, that Paco. That was very
1: good, Daddy.
2: <laughs> you guys are so much fun.
1: We love our
0: lives.
2: My face hurts.
0: <laughs> so where where are your <laughs> Wait kids? a second. I am doing some math. How old are you?
2: I'm 50 great. 58.
0: 58 years old. Good God. You just mm-hmm. don't look it. Good girl, man. Whatever you're you're almost working.
2: Yeah, I I think that you just have to I I think people age when they stress out. I just Mm -hmm. don't stress out about things. There you go. Figure
0: it out. Jeez, but what's so cute about and never be afraid to ask a question, by the way, everybody all of you that just swallowed your cigar. When I asked her how old she was, (laughs) it's up to her whether she answers or not. She could have said anything. Instead she answered the question, but just throw it out there, man. You never know what's going to happen. She's not going to walk out the door. So that was awesome. Go ahead.
1: (laughs) Oh my goodness.
0: So I was thinking, I,
1: I loved what you said about when you got started in your network marketing business and that you had, you know, you had this idea, you had this concept of collecting friends before you were ever even in that business. And I I was able to go back and find this. I, one of the things, I think he said it in the opening segment of the last, uh, GoPro, Eric worry said, when you first get into network marketing, you get rewarded or punished based on the life you have lived before that. Wow! And I think that's such a crit, like that's it. Right. And here's the thing, right? You can't, you know, you can't change the past. But it's like that the old saying, right? Like the best time to have planted a tree was 20 years ago. The second best time is today. Start living that life that is going to reward you over and over again for pouring into people's lives. And that is what's going to make you successful because of, and you know as a byproduct of just being that kind of person, right, Susan?
2: Absolutely, and that is gold, what you just said. I love the way you said it and the planting the tree because it it is true. We have, we've talked about having Christmas tree farm. We've owned this farm for 19 years. We're not going to have a Christmas tree farm because I don't want to live here in the winter anymore. (laughs) So it's (laughs) not going to happen, but pardon,
0: you want a palm tree farm.
2: Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) So, uh, it, it really, it really is true. And I think that people don't, here's the problem too. If, a lot of people are in it i i never i i honestly when i meet someone i just think what do we have in common how can we you know be friends or help each other whatever and a lot of times people get into network marketing just thinking about how am i going to sell something to someone how am i going to get them into my organization whatever it might be and and they're, so they have never even built that relationship. And a lot of people don't even think about building. Re- I don't even know why. I st- I think I loved waitressing so much and meeting people and getting to know them that that's just how I developed friendships so yeah. quickly and easily.
1: That is a, It's a gift. It's a gift to be able to walk up to somebody at a table, at whatever event, at any setting, and instantly build that connection. And here's the thing. Anybody that that is a skill you can develop so long as you first develop the condition of the heart that actually wants
0: to love on people so that the skill can
1: then come out. There right? you go. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Absolutely.
0: All right. We're coming back. Contactmapping.com forward slash free. Have I forgotten the forward slash free the whole time? You are the,
1: I'm, I am going to dock. No, my, I
2: think you said it.
1: Yeah. No, don't give him, don't let him off the
0: hook. I think he's been totally shorting me.
1: me. <laughs> right. We're back
0: and we're back. It's the network marketing leadership show with Tom Chenault and his little boy, Adrian. And we have got Susan, the Wheeler with us, and she is a beast. I love her. She's a marathoner. She's a mom. She's a grandmother and she is a committed heart-driven network marketing leader, which is what all of you should want to be when you grow up. And we've had a great show. Take it away, buddy. We really have. So I, I, I am very intrigued by your, your running
1: journey. So are you still running long distance stuff, Susan?
2: I will tell you what I'm up to now. Um, do you mind if I share how I started running? Yeah, of course okay so I had this debilitating accident when I was 34 I fell off a 14 foot balcony and um, broke practically everything it was an accident that most people die from because when you're when you fall like that your internal your your bones give you internal injuries and so I was lucky very lucky to not only live but be able to walk again and when I was... 39, 40, 40, when I was 40, um, one of my best friends had breast cancer and she was pregnant with her third baby and I wanted to support her in some way I wanted to do something really hard and a lot of times women will shave their heads and to support their friends and I didn't want anyone to think I was sick so I I wanted to do something that was really meaningful and one day I was watching some people run and I thought there was a race in town every year I said one of these years I'm going to run it was seven miles now I was not a new runner. I was a never, ever runner. ever. Oh, wow. So four weeks before that race, and it was six years after my accident, I thought, wow, that would be really hard in many, many ways, because my body physically was unable to do it and whatnot. So but I thought if Lisa is going through chemotherapy, pregnant, then I can run seven miles somehow, somewhat. And I did it. And it was the hardest thing I ever did. But the people that helped me, you know, running with me, training me, whatever, for four weeks. Um, said, we're going to do a marathon, a half marathon this fall. And I thought, oh, I had loved the connection of being with people. And here's another lesson because, you know, a lot of people come to our organizations and they become um, connected because of the community. So I didn't want to lose my little community of girlfriends that, you know, drank wine and then went to bed at 9 30 and then got up at four in the morning and met in the dark and ran however many miles. So I thought, I'm going to just do this until my body gets. So, and long story short I just always kept Lisa in my mind I went from running half marathons to full marathons and my longest race was 38 miles and so I am not running today because I had uh, an injury two years ago a torn meniscus and the recovery oh it should have been a lot easier than it was but the silver lining is um I discovered the love of hiking, and I live right near the Appalachian Trail in Connecticut. And so, last year I hiked Connecticut, New York, and Mary—I'm sorry, Connecticut, Massachusetts, and Maryland. And I'm hiking New York. I'll finish at the end of this month. Um, I'm section hiking, and then I'll be on to New Jersey, and that's uh, quite a feat. And I've met some amazing people on the trail so it's I like to have a goal and for me I would rather I can run like I'll go out and do three or four miles but I'm just not doing what I used to but I would rather get out there and just see things that you'd never see if I if I wasn't physically able so
0: you're an adult don't you love her
1: uh, absolutely. and I, I just i love I love how the there's such a heart-based motivation behind everything that you do. And that's such an inspiring, incredible story of of your running journey. And I, I love what you're doing with the hiking now. And you're gonna have to come out and visit us and and do some hiking in Colorado one of these days.
2: Guess what? I was just out there. Had I had had I figured it out? I was just hiking in Boulder for a week. Oh, yeah, are you mean, guys nearby?
0: 20 We're house. twenty minutes away from <laughs> you.
2: Stop it. I, well, I'm coming back because I was so I fell in love with it. Right
0: out of the will. Uh, know. <laughs> I'll, I'm come, I'll bring
2: organic something.
0: Yeah, there we go. Wow, that's organic so cool. chimichangas. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> That'll be awesome. Oh my gosh! See, well, you are you are. I, I just hope everybody just can feel the gratitude for the air in her lungs. She's had a a tough life. She overcame it all. Overcame it all. Overcame it all. Still overcoming it all. But every time something comes along, like an injury, the meniscus, she pivots again and turns that into lemonade yet one more time. That's why you want to get that lemonade diet. That's why you want to believe in yourself beyond all other things. Would you agree? Yeah, I I totally, totally. Who's our guest next week? Do we have any idea? I just texted not. Marianne, and I don't know. I'll tell it's probably, maybe it's Armand. <laughs>
2: she be what? right on it.
1: I don't think it is, but that would be awesome. Armand Puyo is watching with us. We love you, Armand, and he
0: is your biggest fan, Susan. He is cheering you on big time in the comments. And if you knew who that guy was, you would flip out. That is like, I can't even give a correlation to who he is in the world that big. Oh. But oh, this, awesome. this has been awesome, and, and we really,
1: really appreciate having you come and join us. Thank you again. For, I'm, I'm so glad the second time was the charm because you are a total rock star. And uh, I really am. I, we're going to make it happen. We're going to get you out here for Boulder round two and go hike
0: Chautauqua Trail and have a great time. Ormond, come I'm on. Wait. For sure. We got you. And uh, we got an opening. Ivan Meisner was supposed to be on. Yeah, We're trying to get Kevin Grimes because of all the garbage going on with uh, people trying to rip our profession apart. So the name of the game is everybody see you next week. No matter what, it will be epic. Susan Wheeler, you rock. We'll see you all next I'm week. I'm
2: honored. Thank you.
1: Thanks. All right. Keep it on Facebook for a minute. This was so great. Oh, you
0: are adorable.
1: We just love you. Uh, death. And Susan I Brett, had so much rock fun. Star. This is awesome. You're, you have serious fans going on here, Susan. Doug
0: Stare, what a commenter. Don't you love him? Love him to death. He, he's yeah. never run a marathon. I'm laying you odds. But guess what? I mean, what you don't know about me, two marathons, two marathons, yeah. three marathons. Which, which one? All the Denver Marathon. In 1992, a guy named Tyler Donald rode up on his bicycle, and he said, Tom, what is going on? And I go, why is that? And he goes, do you know where you are? And I go, yeah, I'm at mile 22. He goes, do you realize you're at a 722 pace? That is scooting. And I was in this zone, and I was, and I hit a cramp at uh, mile 24, which is only two miles from the finish, and I still missed qualifying for the Boston Marathon in my middle 40s by only one minute. I was moving like the wind for an old guy, but uh, yeah, I've got a lot of. I still, in fact, if, if you saw what I walked in the door with, he'll tell you that I'm on his shit list because I uh, I keep running five miles in 95. I, I love to run, and people don't know that about me. I love that you love to run.
1: I don't love that you're running in ninety-five degree heat. So I'm gonna have Susan call you and give you a talking to and make sure you run into the best.
0: I'm on way. Strava, everybody. If you want to uh if you wanna run with me on Strava, it's pretty fun. All right.
2: That's awesome. It was hot out there when I was there. Yeah. Oh, really hot. I can't remember well, if was did you there. The what were, the were you what were you? A friend what? of mine has a sister that lives in Brighton.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, cool. So we were
2: staying with her. And then we were going to Boulder and we went to, um, we did a little sightseeing too. Is it Gillette Castle? Uh, what's the name yeah. of that? Yeah. Yeah. That, that was, was scary.
1: Really cool. Yeah. Was scary.
0: <laughs> was scary. Yeah. Wow. Well, thank you so much, Susan. We really appreciate you. All right. Love you. Love all of you. Thank you. Armand, take our call. Love you. See you next week. <laughs> Bye. Thank Bye. you. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the show. You can get a lot more content like this going to contactmapping.com.